0: Raw truth stories of female infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human Lives Follow Many Paths presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth. Stories of Female Infidelity Hello everybody, welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity Hope everybody is doing great on this beautiful July day At least the day that I'm recording this It's a beautiful sunny day up here in the Pacific Northwest We've had a lot of overcast, muggy, rainy weather which means that it's very depressing and it doesn't feel like summer but at least it does today i got to go out to lunch with my husband to a restaurant down by the columbia river Um, and uh, it was nice yes you got to wear your masks in there yes everybody is spaced out and it's kind of awkward but you know Actually, it was probably the nicest experience we've had since we've been able to go back to the restaurants, for me personally. Um, so that was kind of a nice little Friday treat. The day also that I'm recording this, um, we had a Patreon episode release, and it was called Stephen Karen. And this gentleman, Steve, uh, contacted me back in December, I want to say it was, and sent me an email. Um, he wasn't tearing me down in what I was doing per se, but he did express a lot of concerns regarding the podcast and that um, some of these stories that were coming out were pointing to men saying that men are to blame because they are horrible to their wives. And he wanted to make it clear that not all men are deserving of their wives cheating on them or treat their wives or girlfriends, um, bad, which of course not, of course not. I mean, my, I think about my ex-husband and he did not treat me poorly at all. So, um, I totally agreed with him and we, um, emailed back and forth for a long time and, um, kind of got to know each other's situation a little bit. And, um, Finally, he felt confident enough to send me a story because prior to, um, This was all happening. I had not set up my Patreon yet, and so when he and I were talking, so at that point in time, I didn't have a place for him to put a story on because, as you know, the main focus of this is to discuss females and uh, them sharing their stories of what happened, and then we took it a step further with Patreon, and that's where we hear the stories of men from um, their standpoint of what they went through when they found out that their wives were being unfaithful or girlfriends. Then also we put on there men who want to share their stories of being unfaithful. Um, And so it came to the point where I could ask this gentleman, Steve, to go ahead and send in his story. And he did back in February. And we finally got it done. And it turned out great. Um, He wrote wonderfully. It was amazing. And first thing, when I woke up this morning, um, because it releases at midnight, on a Friday, De- not every other Friday, it just depends, two Fridays a month usually, and um, I had two responses. Um, one was from an email from somebody who I do not have a online relationship with. It was a person that has emailed me a couple of times um, who I think I met through Reddit, which I really don't uh, participate on because I keep getting myself kicked out. Um, but that person really had amazing... Um, feedback about Steve's story. And then another person that um, has been close with following the podcast has submitted a story as well, also put in their feedback. And I was happy to send that over to Steve right away. And it really, really made a difference. And uh, so I just wanted to say um, thank you, uh, to Steve for submitting that. In fact, I plan on using part of his story for my next uh, promotional little piece that I put together for Patreon, because I really think people should hear this story. It's it's kind of it wasn't a revenge cheating. It wasn't like she like I said she wasn't being abused. I mean, and and this is allegedly, of course, because I'm not there. I'm just going off of what. Is given to me to uh, discuss and record. Um, But I really think it would be good. So if anybody is interested, definitely um, take a listen. And at the end of the podcast, of course, I'll show you how you can get to um, the the Patreon and subscribe if you're interested. It's only three bucks a month and you get all, you know, extra goodies. So today, though, um, I'm actually going to read a story about Um, A gal named Liz She sent this in a while back And then she sent me a follow-up Before we were able to start And it's really an interesting um, follow-up And I'm excited to share it with you And I'll fill you guys in a little bit more on why After I read her story I'll talk a little bit more about Something exciting that happened today Infidelity Infidelity Both women and men alike have found themselves in situations where they have become unfaithful to their spouse or partner. On the podcast, Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, you hear stories from women who have been unfaithful, but want to share their stories to help others in similar situations or to help other people understand why sometimes infidelity happens. But there is still so much more. How does a man cope when he finds out that his wife, girlfriend, or partner has cheated? What are the reasons why a man chooses to cheat? Are they similar to why a woman does? Or maybe you are the other man or the other woman in a relationship. I knew in my gut that she was still at least chatting with him. She denied it. Our marriage languished. I was miserable. No trust, no romance, no sex. I felt completely unwanted and undesired. About a year later, and still zero sex, my wife left for work and forgot her phone. Not long before that, I happened to see her type her passcode, so I tried it. Unlocked. I knew I was invading her privacy, but my gut told me she was hiding something. She was. To hear the rest of this story, and other stories like this, please visit the website rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link. For a $3 a month pledge, you will get access to these additional episodes, as well as early access to regularly released episodes. If you have a story that you would like to be considered for a future podcast, please email rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. All submissions will always be anonymous. And always remember, no judgment. Let's go ahead and... Read the story that Liz sent in about her infidelity and a little bit about her background and then what transpired more recently. I met my husband in college six years ago in 2014, and I knew I was going to marry him. He was my first boyfriend, and everything about him made him husband material. I grew up in the Bible Belt and was taught to find the perfect, godly man—the man who would be the leader of my Christian family. He was, and still is, handsome, smart, successful, and most importantly, a strong Christian man. Who wouldn't want to marry him? So I did what everyone around me was doing. I got engaged and married at the young age of 22, but could not be more in love with him. The first six months of marriage were pure bliss. Getting married young didn't seem so bad after all. We could not get enough of each other and sex was amazing. I was a virgin when I met my husband and so was he. It was perfect. I had done my duty as a Christian woman to find the perfect man who I would spend forever with. As our one-year anniversary approached, marriage lost its glow and the bickering began. I also found out I was pregnant, started my first big girl job, and moved to a different town. Time went on and we started fighting more and more. When I was 36 weeks pregnant, I almost left home to stay with a friend because things had gotten so bad between me and my husband. But I soon gave birth to our son and that brought us back together. I felt as if our family was complete and we were finally a happy family of three. I became a mother at 23, and the new demands of caring for a newborn were overwhelming to me. My husband was meant to be a father and was my number one supporter when our son was born. He was and still is the only man I want for the father of my children. We both come from broken homes, and we vowed to each other that we would make this marriage work. We did not want our children to experience the pain we did growing up. Things started to become easier with caring for our son. However, things started to change and not necessarily for the better. My husband is naturally a loner, even with me at times. He appreciates and loves spending time with me, but prefers to be alone and do his own thing quite often. I am not that way. I'm an extrovert, love being around people and crave the attention of my friends, family and the ones closest to me. Once my husband and I got in a routine and I had more time to ourselves after becoming parents, I found myself desperately missing his company and he was even more distant than usual after our son was born. I communicated to him several times that I missed spending time with him. That I missed the feeling of those butterflies in my stomach when he would look at me or kiss me. But that did not change his distant behavior. I felt alone, undesirable, and unloved by him. Our sex life had also declined significantly after I had our son. But once I was no longer hormonal and was back to my usual horny self, nothing changed with my husband's complacency in our marriage or sex life and I was still very lonely. So, I filled that loneliness with devoting myself entirely to my son. I spent all of my time with my baby because I did not feel lonely when I was with him. A few months back when my son was born, a few of my closest friends came to visit me and I planned a trip to visit them by myself in the fall. When it came time for me to leave for this trip, I initially did not want to go. I was still feeling very lonely at home and the only solace I felt was spending time with my baby. Why would I want to leave my son? when he is the only thing that was making me happy. Nonetheless, I reluctantly left for the weekend to see my friends. It was only for a few days. I thought, maybe it'll be good for me to have a break and have some fun. One of the nights I was there with my friends, we went out to the nightclubs. This was something I had never done, as I did not party or club in college. I was a good girl and was a conservative. I had never been drunk or fooled around with boys. Clubbing at the bar scene was new to me. I had always been curious about it but never had the opportunity to go. My friends dressed me up and I looked sexy. I am close to 6 foot tall, have long legs, and weigh in at 135 pounds, even after having a baby. I guess since becoming a new mother, I had forgotten that I was an attractive young woman as well. I am not trying to sound conceited when I say this, but I am a pretty girl who has always received attention from guys. I was reminded of this while we were downtown and guys were all over me. One frat boy who was incredibly handsome grabbed my hand and walked me over to the bar. He started flirting with me and asked if I was single. I lied. I said yes. I could not resist. He smiled. He pulled me onto his lap with his hands around my waist, and then slowly moved them down to my hips. When I sat in his lap, I felt his boner. He looked at me, I looked at him, and then he kissed me. We kept talking and flirting, and he had that look in his eyes the whole night we were together. He asked me to go home with him several times, but I declined. Although I did not go home with him that night, he and his friend took me and my friend out on a double date the next day, and he paraded me around as his girlfriend for the day. He held my hand and stole kisses from me while my friend and his buddy walked ahead of us. It was fun and exciting, but deep down, I knew it was wrong. I felt so guilty on the flight back home. When I got home to reality of being a mother and wife, I could not stop thinking about how guilty I felt for what I had done. I told myself I would never do something like that ever again, so I started to put all of my efforts into improving my marriage. I initiated sex more, spent more time with him, suggested we go on date nights, but he still remained distant from me. I felt as if we were roommates and any of the romance or love was gone from our relationship. I couldn't understand. I didn't think I was asking for much. I thought I was doing my part as a wife and a mother. Why couldn't I receive his love and affection I so desperately needed? This dragged on into the holidays and I was miserable. I thought something was wrong with me and I was not good enough for my husband. But then I started to think that maybe something was wrong with him because he did not want to change his complacency in our marriage and then I suddenly realized it wasn't me, it was him. Women have a tendency to blame themselves for every little thing and that is what I had done. I then became so angry with my husband for not being the man I needed. I started to distance myself from him since he had already been distant from me and I became callous and emotionally checked out of our marriage. This continued into 2020. The year for new beginnings, right? Bullshit. I went out with a friend to a bar downtown on New Year's Eve and ended up kissing a random guy to ring in the new year, but I didn't care. My husband was not wanting to improve our marriage, so if he didn't care about our relationship, I figured he wouldn't care about what I was up to. I started to go out to the bar more and kiss other guys. I even flew out to visit my friends again and then we hit up the clubs. I found a random guy to make out with per usual. I was numb to it all and grew to love this kind of attention. The guys at the bars told me I was sexy and wanted to sleep with me. That they wanted to take me into the bathroom so they could eat me out to make me come so hard that I would be screaming their names. Hearing these things empowered me and made me feel like a queen. I was finally desirable, I thought. And even though I couldn't get my husband's attention, I knew I could get all of the other guys' attention with ease. When I came back from that trip, me and my husband were barely on cordial speaking terms. We did not communicate much, and if we did, it would always end up in an argument. I was still very angry with him and he remained distant. Our sex life barely existed, and he didn't seem to want to pleasure me at all. And when sex did happen, he would say, You're a lot of work to come, or I can't eat you out tonight. I need to recover from going down on you from a few nights ago. Can we just have sex? When a husband says those things to his wife and only cares about getting himself off, it would be easy for the wife to become upset and hurt over this. But for me, it only made me more infuriated with him. From then on, I would just lay there and let him fuck me while I stared at him blankly. I refused to give him satisfaction of a good cum by making sure he knew that I did not enjoy sex with him and that he was not good in bed. The last week of January was when I had decided that I had had enough of my one-sided sex life and I created an Ashley Madison account. I knew I could find a guy besides my husband who would want to please me and give me whatever I wanted sexually. It didn't take long before I found my first hookup. He was incredible. He told me that he was a pleaser and he did everything he could to make me come. He even made me squirt all over him and my legs with his fingers, which is something my husband has never done or tried. After that experience, I knew I did not want to stop cheating. I immediately went back on to Ashley Madison to find other guys to hook up with because I had so many options. Why should I limit myself to just one guy to fuck? I deserved good sex, and so I became obsessed with finding my next hookup. I guess you could say that I'm a serial cheater and currently have no desires to stop. Since January, I have slept with nine guys and four of them have given me mind-blowing sex. I have seen three or four twice and hope to see them again as often as I possibly can because I love the sex I have with these guys. They are pleasuring me in ways that I know I won't get from my husband. Their dicks are much bigger than his, they are passionate and dominating during sex, and they make me come over and over until I have nothing left. My husband will never try to exhaust me with multiple orgasms, make me squirt, be dominant, or want to spice up our usual fuck routine. Unless he changes, I now know that sex is a need that I am not sure he will ever fulfill, and I have outgrown him. The good news with my story is that right now, things between my husband and I have improved some over the past month or so. He's become more attentive and loving towards me, and I'm feeling those butterflies again. However, I still feel like I am on a roller coaster ride in my marriage. Some days with him are wonderful but then other days are just the worst. Our sex life is also not where it needs to be as he is the one who needs to work on his performance since he cannot keep a boner. I thought often about leaving him and I have told him many times that I have wanted to leave but I am not sure if I would want that long term. Now that things have gotten better between us, I have more reasons to stay, especially since we have a baby together. I want my son to be raised by both of us. I also know deep down that leaving my husband would cause me to lose so many blessings in my life. He is the only man I ever loved and have grown emotionally attached to, and I refuse to let another guy into my life to play with my emotions. Fortunately, three out of the four guys are in committed relationships like me, and they do not want to leave their spouses or girlfriends to be with me. The fourth guy is single, does not want anything serious, and lives too far away from me to do any potential damage, so I'm not too worried about my affair partners ruining my marriage. They only want good sex for me since they aren't getting it at home either. I am struggling as to what I should do now as my many affairs are strictly physical, not emotional. I am not implying that one is worse or better than the other when I say this. The guilt for cheating has also not set in for me yet. It comes and goes, which is likely due to the fact that I'm cheating physically and not emotionally. My husband has no idea about what I have done, and I do not think he would ever suspect I would do something like this to him. He has told me several times before that he would leave me if I cheated on him and no second chances. I did recently delete my Ashley Madison account and cleaned up my act a bit because I knew he has been going through my phone. I also lie to him regularly about the possibility of me having an affair and told him that I would never do that to him when he would bring up infidelity in the conversation. I've often wondered if he would cheat on me, but I highly doubt it. He's the perfect Christian man, like I said earlier, so I truly believe he will remain faithful to me. At this point in time, my story is still unfolding and I will share part two later, I hope. Any advice, suggestions, or comments would be greatly appreciated. I never understood why people would cheat on their spouses until I did. And I am no better than anyone else. Liz, thank you so much for submitting this part of your story. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of women out there that can relate. And you've made it clear that you've done everything you could. And and part of your story kind of reminds me of me. And I'm not, you know, I never want to use excuses. But I didn't have much experience either. I mean, I had been with a couple of people prior to my second husband, obviously my first husband, um, and but, you know, there wasn't very much experience. And I was in my mid-20s, and I just kept getting married and married and married, but never getting the chance to kind of play the field. And I wonder if that's kind of what happened with me. It's, ooh, it becomes an addiction. And in a way, for myself... It was for me, it was like, let me see if I can get this. Um, you crave more. You, um, you get your fix, and that settles down. And now it's time to take that risk again for that excitement and that feeling and all of that. And so I think I can totally say that I can relate. And again, I'm sure plenty of listeners can understand that. But it doesn't stop there. Where it goes next is quite surprising so I will continue on with the second half of the story. I have an update. I think the last thing I mentioned in my story is that I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep cheating or to stop. At one point I had deleted Ashley Madison and stopped trying to find other guys to hook up with. Sex with my husband had actually improved and we had bought a new house. So the transitioning and adjusting to the new life events have kept us very busy. But once we got into a routine, I fell back into my old habits and my husband and I started fighting again. I started hooking up with my regulars again to fill the void. However, I started to get bored of one of the guys that I hooked up with regularly, so I got back on Ashley Madison. I met several new guys and started chatting with them often. It was fun. The reassurance from them that I was sexy and beautiful was so empowering. But then, one of the guys took a screenshot of the nudes I sent him and threatened to blackmail me if I didn't send him money. He told me he was broke and was on house arrest, and I needed to give him what he wanted if I didn't want to be exposed. If I'd gone to see him, I'm certain something awful would have happened to me. This all happened in one day, and I've been terrified ever since. It makes me think of you and the other women's experiences I've heard on the podcast. I know I should stop since safety is a concern. Isn't it amazing how careless one can become when physical intimacy is promised outside of one's marriage when it is infrequent in the marriage? I know I need to work on my relationship with my husband, but I am unsure how. He remains somewhat distant, and I always have to ask him to spend time with me, have sex with me, do family activities with me and my son, etc. He is the only guy I've ever loved, and I know he loves me. He just doesn't know how to show it in ways that I am seeing, I suppose. I have also been thinking that I would lose my son, living in our new house, and the only man that I know would love me if he found out what I have done. The guilt is also somewhat catching up to me more now and I feel horrible, but sometimes it's easier to escape the reality of what is happening at home and to be wanted sexually by somebody else, even if it's only for a few hours and it feels really good. Anyways, I don't mean to ramble, I just wanted to give you an update with my story and I am thankful for your podcast. I will remain a faithful Patreon listener for as long as you do this. Sincerely, Liz Liz so wow things really really kind of went bad there for her and liz i'm so glad you're safe and that's what's important i emailed back and forth with her a little bit about it and this is part of our conversation what i said was oh my god how did you get him to go away and liz replied i paid him off once he showed me he deleted them I didn't know what to do, and I panicked. I have too much to lose and got scared. I'm off Ashley Madison for now. I'm kind of shaken up after all of this has happened. My response was, I'm just thankful you're okay. I did have that happen, kind of, sort of, when I was back doing my thing and a creepy guy. I was just mainly searching for people. And she said, I'm so glad you started this podcast, and I know it is so helpful to me and many others. Please keep doing this as you are able. I'm not sure what I would have done if I hadn't found something that validated my struggle, but then also provided solutions to stop when I'm ready. Thank you so much, Rebecca. My response was, you are one of the reasons why. It means so much to know that it has made a difference in others' lives, and thank you so much. So, I just hope for the best for her. I hope that her and her husband can get back to that point in their lives when they first got together, that new exciting feeling. And I know, I mean, it does. It Sometimes, you know, the when everything gets into routine, things kind of just go sometimes. And it's so important to do those date nights. It's so important to spice things up. And you know, if you listened at all to um, the most recent Midweek Ponder, and it was what makes somebody bad in bed, one of the suggestions the guy sent in was sending, you know, dirty pictures of yourself to your husband and kind of get him going. And it kind of sets the mood for the day. But, you know, I know with children and life and work, it, it becomes such a everything becomes stagnant and the routine is there. So I can completely understand. And and I know a lot of women and men can probably understand as well. So Liz, again, thank you so much. Keep in touch. Um, We'll want to know, you know, how things continue on. If you are successful in your marriage or if something changes, you know, certainly let me know. You know where to find me. One thing I do want to mention before we close is that, Um, If you follow me on social media, you might have noticed, um, and I might have mentioned it on a podcast. I don't know if I have. I blabber all over the place, so I can't remember who I told it to and where. Um, But... I had had a representative from the Ashley Madison website reach out to me on Twitter and wanted to interview me because they enjoy going on shows like this to help people understand what their website's about. And I was real hesitant, and I decided to go for it. And so um, I had explained this a little bit to her that this interview was going to be coming up. And the part about her being threatened and blackmailed, it scared me. And I actually discussed it with the gentleman. His name is Paul Keeble, um, and he's the chief strategy officer for Ashley Madison. Great guy. Nice guy. Very knowledgeable. And I'm excited when that whole episode will come out at some point in time, hopefully later this summer. Um, but I asked him about that, and he said that, yes, it can happen. Um, the way that their systems work, though, they can usually find um oh, people that are, you know, fake accounts or fraudulent. But in this case, it sounded like this guy had it all going just perfect. And she could have reported him. And so what he uh, suggests is if anybody's in a situation like that and they're starting to get threats and harassed, you report it to them right away and they will shut things down. Um, but he said it's also, you know, they don't keep a lot of information on people because of everything needing to be discreet. So... um, he said, you know, of course, people are going to try and do what they're going to do if they're slimy like that, those types. I mean, those weren't his words. That's me summarizing. But um, just something to be cautious about in situations like that, because you never know really what you're going to get out there. Um, So I'm just so glad that she, um, she's safe. And, um, I hope that that guy doesn't continue becoming a predator to other women, um, and using them like that, and that he stops his shenanigans or something else happens. Maybe he'll go back to jail if he's under house arrest. He's obviously, um, got some sort of issues going on. So, anyways, that wraps it up for today. If you have a story like Liz's or, um, you know, just or if you're a man that has a story about what your wife has done, um, or if you have a great idea for Midweek Ponder, you know, send in about infidelity, shoot me an email. Um, I'm more than happy to send you back what I call a story guide, which helps form the story. And Liz did a great job of following that type of format, where she talks about where she came from, how she met her husband, and what transpired. Um, sometimes I get little stories where it's like a... Um, like a paragraph, and it just says, I cheated on my husband, da 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 da. No, we kind of want to know a little bit more about what brought you to this point. I mean, we just didn't wake up one morning and say I'm cheating. We need to find out a little bit more. And so I have this story guide that just kind of acts as a a way to format it. And so I can email that to you. I can email it to the men who are trying to talk about their wives that have been unfaithful or girlfriends. And then also if it's a man that has been unfaithful and he wants to share his story, you know, I accept that as well. So please, you know, it can it just just send it to me. <laughs> Get in touch with me. Email me. And I, you know, send it. rebecca.rawtruth at gmail dot com. Again, I say I ramble a lot and there's a good point and a good yeah. It's been a long week. <laughs> Thank goodness it's Friday. That's the day I'm recording this. Um, and then also if you are interested in and in, um signing up for Patreon. Liz was sweet enough to mention she is a Patreon follower, so she gets to hear um, the extra stories, which are the men's versions of what happened in their female infidelity and their own stories of being unfaithful. Um, you can sign up by going to my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and click on the Patreon link and you can just sign up right there. So I look so forward to hearing from you. If you have a story, if you just need to drop me a line, Preferably positive, not negative. Sometimes those negative feedbacks make me question myself. And I know somebody told me today, girl, you just got to get more thick skin. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And if you're listening to the podcast, girl, you know exactly who you are. So anyways, until next time, hopefully everybody just stays happy and healthy and just love one another, especially right now. We're all going through so much with all the virus things and, um, You know, Black Lives Matter and we've got protests and riots and everybody just, you know, be together, be safe, love one another. We're all here to do the same thing and that's just to live a happy life and we all need to be fair to one another. So please, and always, always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.